Buenos dias, buenos dias, buenos dias. Welcome to today's Mayito Minute. So for the last uh, probably month and a half, maybe two months, I've been taking my son Cadell down to a local BMX track here. Um, we've got a friend that he was taking his kiddos out there and, you know, he's dabbled in cycling, pretty good accomplished cycling himself, cyclist himself. He's into motocross and all this other kind of crazy stuff. And uh, he was like, hey, man, I take my kiddos out there and um, just seeing Cadell riding a bike and seeing that it looks like he enjoys it. Why don't you guys start coming with us? Monday, Wednesday nights, there's practice sessions. We can get together. We can see each other, let the kiddos ride, so on and so forth. I said, great, man. So anyhow, I've been taking Cadell out there. He's been having an absolute blast. Um, it's been good for me. This is not the, 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 the theme of this podcast, but I do want to throw this out there. It's been good for me to remember, to constantly remind myself that like, I'm, I'm invested in cycling, right? Like I'm a cyclist myself. Like I watch cycling all the time. Like I coach cyclists and now I've got my son in going to a BMX track bicycles. Um, a lot of BMXers go on to do road or mountain biking or whatever, and they go on to be very successful. And it's been good for, for me to just constantly remind myself, just be excited about the fact that he's having fun doing this and don't make it more than that. Don't make it more than just allowing him to come out here and have fun and he doesn't have to compete and he doesn't have to do it right all the time. Just let him play. And that's been really good for me just to remind myself of that because part of me wants to start, you know, pressing into him a little bit, kind of giving him maybe a little bit too much advice on how to ride, which by the way, I don't really know much about BMX, but I'm watching and observing, which has been cool for me too, because I'm, I'm trying to learn. I'm watching others and kind of picking up on how do they do this successfully? But anyhow, just being gentle with how he's taking this on and because I want him to enjoy it. And thus far, he's like, hey, I want to go back. I want to go back. I want to go back. And, I, and I'm loving it, right? Um, because that's what it's all about. Just he's having fun out there and he wants to go back and he wants to do it. And I'm not concerned about how fast he goes or where he finishes up or what have you. But anyhow, part of this... Um, weekly thing that we've been doing is we we go out to eat afterwards. So on our drive home, um, we've got an option that both of us like, In-N-Out Burger. And so we stop in there and he and I have dinner and we have some, we have some good conversation. And I just get to spend time with my son, which is, which is great because that's so important. Any parents listening, uh, that, that fathers spend time with their sons, right? And, and raise them up to be, to be good, men. Uh, and so anyhow, we love us ourselves some, uh, some in and out burger. And we were in there this past week and, uh, Cadell, you know, he got a milkshake, which he tempted me. I got a milkshake as well. Cause I was like, man, I'll, I'll take one too. Uh, so we're having our milkshakes, but then he wanted some water. So he says, dad, I want some water. And I said, okay, well, you know, uh, walk up to the counter and ask the young lady there if you can have some water. Right. And, uh, I don't want to go by myself. I said, please go by yourself. It's fine. Um, she will, she will help you. She's a servant. She's, she's here to help you get what you need and, uh, no problem. So he finally gets over, you know, his little fear and he walks up there and he asks for some water. Well, I, I I'm looking and watching this interaction. Um, 
and the lady comes out from behind the counter and she starts walking him over towards the uh, the soda dispensers. And at this point, I'm curious because I'm like, they, they haven't been open, right? Like the soda dispensers haven't been working. That's kind of the way it's gone. In an Outburger is you, you've, you have to ask them for the drinks because they prepare them behind the counter for, you know, contact, you know, uh, as little contact as possible with COVID and all that. So I'm like, oh my gosh. So I kind of, I felt bad. I was like, I just had my son walk over there to tell this lady to do something for him that me as his dad, I I should do for him. Right. Uh, But I didn't know that the soda fountains were open. So I walk over there and I'm like, you know, ma'am, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't, I didn't realize that, uh, that these things were open. And she's like, oh yeah, we, we just got these today. Like literally it was the first day that these things had come in. And they looked like normal soda dispensers, right? Uh, So I was like, okay, uh, great. But upon further investigation, she shows us that they are contactless soda dispensers. So all you do is put your, your finger, your index finger in between these two sensors and as you have with your other hand, the cup underneath the, the spigot, the faucet thing, it, it dispenses the drink into your cup and you didn't touch anything. The only thing you've got your hands on is, is your cup, which you're going to take back to your table anyway, so it doesn't matter. And I was like, this is, this is fantastic. Look at this, right? And I sat there and I was like, this is, this is amazing. Cause it was, uh, so today is March, what, 12th or something like that. But you know, this was on March, uh, 9th or 10th or something right around the year, when the whole world changed, right? At least the United States, like we went through a, a radical change with COVID. Like it was right around a year ago that everybody hit the brakes and things started shutting down and getting canceled and people inside and schools and like all that. And I was like, within a year, within 12 months, somebody came up with this idea of this soda fountain, which is contactless right? Now I know I'm not naive to know that maybe the patent was in the pipeline even before COVID came out and so on and so forth, but it was still belies the point that COVID-19 presented us with an issue specifically with soda fountains. Like, uh, Hey, these soda fountains, there's contact there. You've got to put your fingers on the button to get the soda. And like, you can't do that these days. And so somebody said, okay, problem, solution. You just put your index finger between these two sensors and it will dispense the soda. So therefore now we have soda dispensers that will probably begin being utilized all over the place that are contactless. So there was a problem or an obstacle, I'm going to call it, that was presented and then a solution arose. Somebody worked on a solution. Now, Have you ever asked yourself this? Like I'm sitting there watching this thing work and I'm like, why didn't I think of that? Gosh, I could have made so much money if I would have just thought about that. It's it's genius. It's so simple, right? Like, man, it was right in front of me. Let me address that first. The reason why, the why didn't I think of that, here's the answer to that question. Because it doesn't matter to you. It's not relevant. Do I own a restaurant? No. Do I have any need for... Thinking about soda dispensers on a daily basis, no. 
So then why would I come up with a solution to something that I personally do not see as a problem? It's not my problem to solve, right? That's the restaurant industries or whoever it happens to be, have at it, right? So the first answer to that is like, we ask ourselves, why didn't we think of that? Well, the reason why we didn't think of that is because it wasn't relevant to us. It wasn't something that we would would focus on and see a need to bring about a solution to. But here's my second point, my, my more important point. Folks, if you think about it, we are problem-solving fools is what we are. That, that, that is who we are by nature, human beings, right? From the moment that we are born, we are constantly, our minds are constantly looking for the solution to problems. I'll also call them obstacles because I think obstacles is more fitting at this point. You're hungry as an infant. That's an that's a problem or an obstacle. You begin looking for a solution. You have no idea because it's unconscious, but you cry and then you get fed. You want to get around faster. You want to be more mobile as a toddler. You have an obstacle or a problem. Hands and knees isn't cutting it anymore you begin to explore the option of walking, which would be a solution to this obstacle and get you around quicker. And I can go on and on and on. If you think about it, everything that we have around us is somehow a solution to an obstacle or a problem that we have come across that somebody found relevance in solving and then they did so. So how does this apply to performance? How do we get down to the nitty gritty of great Mario? That's fantastic. But here's the answer. I'm going to give us the example. Let's go back to the classroom in your younger school days. Your teacher asks a question or throws something up on the board and says, okay, can anybody, does anybody have the answer to this? Can anybody solve this? How giddy did you get when you had the right answer? Now, you had to raise your hand, right, and be called on. But hand goes up. You see people shaking their hand. They're they're like getting their their butt off the chair, right, because they're kind of trying to get a little bit taller so that the teacher calls on them. We, We get so excited because we have the answer. We have the solution to this particular problem or question, whatever you want to call it. And it excites us to have that answer. So it's the same thing with performance. We have obstacles or problems when it comes to our performance. Now, many of us wouldn't call them that, but maybe you have a weak skill or a weak area, a weak physiological point and, and you train on a daily basis to address that particular deficiency, that particular problem slash obstacle. That's what you're doing. So for performance sake, here's where the daily, I'll call it a grind, the process, whatever, becomes 
wow, it becomes so satisfying for us when we see what we do on a daily basis as addressing, working on, and solving a particular problem that we have when it comes to our performance or a particular shortcoming or weakness when it comes to our performance. And that is akin to us raising our hand and shaking it and lifting our butt off the chair because we want the teacher to call on us because we have the right answer to the problem. We know the solution and we would like to share it. Namely, we're sharing it with ourselves, right? In our daily training, daily process. And that is something that we can all get excited about. Ladies and gentlemen, that is what drives elite performers. Elite performers are all about what they do is every day, you can ask an elite performer, why are you doing this? And that individual will answer you and their answer will sound like the answer or solution to a particular problem or obstacle. For example, I rode very easy yesterday for 30 minutes on the rollers. And then I did some kettlebell work. That was my training yesterday. Mario, why did you do the 30 minutes easy on the rollers? My answer, because I needed to recover. I had a problem, which was that I had done a pretty you know, heavy seven-day block, seven days of, of training where I did some workouts and long rides and things like that. So my, my problem was that my body needed to rest after that work. So therefore, 30 minutes on the rollers to allow my body to recover, to get ready for picking up the work again today. Great. So solution. Why did I do the kettlebell work? Well, the answer is I have a problem or obstacle in strength. I want to maintain a certain amount of core stability and strength, and the kettlebell work addresses that and allows me to keep that core strength with me because it's necessary for me. Uh, it was very windy here in Texas, so on some of my rides, I was I was thankful for that work that I did because when you're riding in crosswinds, it, it's a lot like keeping the bike stable comes down to a lot more than just legs. It's it's a lot of your core. So I have a problem or an obstacle. Hey, you race in conditions that are windy a lot of times and like a good strong core is is going to be pivotal to being able to handle that bike successfully and not waste energy. So there's the solution. Kettlebell work. That can help with that. Excellent. So the elite performer can always give you the answer as to why they are doing something because it is a solution to a problem, obstacle, weak area, what have you. And this is where, folks, if we can do this, I I encourage you. I'm going to leave you with an exercise. I encourage you. Whatever you do today, 
Understand why you're doing it. In other words, understand the problem that you are solving or, or that you are you know, coming up with a solution for as to why you're doing that. If it isn't solving a problem, then you need to rethink, well, you need to not do it. And you need to think of something else to do or maybe just do it a little bit differently so that it does better align with sol- the solving of a problem. But ask yourself that question. What is it doing? What is it accomplishing? What is it solving? And folks, if you can do this, then you're content with today's Friday. You're content with your Friday. You can have a great Friday. You can have a very satisfying Friday because you're here. You're present. You're where your feet are and the things that you are doing, you can answer with, it is doing this. It is solving this. And that gets, well, it gets pretty addicting and it satisfies us deeply. So I don't have to look forward to Saturday and I don't have to look forward to next Wednesday. It's Friday and I'm here and I'm satisfied because I'm solving the obstacles and problems that I have to deal with today, right now. There you have it, folks, and it is Friday, so I hope that you have a fantastic Friday. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate all of you listening. I'd love to hear from you, by the way, so hit me up. Let's get some dialogue going. I'd love to hear how this podcast is impacting you in a positive way. Thank you, guys. Y'all have a good rest of your day.